You're listening to Linked AM. Tell your story on Linked Live and get noticed. You're listening to Carl Wolfenden on the Business Class Show and is not always affiliated with the guests and the topics discussed. Any financial statements are the opinions of the individual and you should seek professional advice before making any decisions. Upgrade your listening to Business Class, the show that puts you in the big leather comfy seats. So sit back and enjoy our take on the trending business issues of the week. Howdy, folks. Here he is, the Texas Brit, the guy with the stiff upper lip, filling his 10-gallon hat and his cowboy boots, Carl Wolfenden. Good morning, good morning. Yes, thank you for joining me on Linked AM on Business Clash News. And, uh, yeah, it's getting to that time of year again. It's, wow, it's it's now nearly coming up to the fourth quarter. And... Um, it's uh, that time where we do the race to the start line where you know we talk about topics and and one of those topics that we're going to touch on today and uh, it's actually going to be a great series we'll explain more about that in a second uh, but you know we we talk about how do you start the year strong uh, and the various things because you know we've all done it you know we've all enjoyed the holiday period and then you get back to work on the 2nd of January and then you look at the <laughs> look at the emails and look at the computer and you look at the the sales floor and you go okay what are we going to do this year so uh, we like to just sort of frame out what we're going to be doing for uh, st- uh, you know race to the start line so we're looking forward to that but let's let's think about what we did a couple of weeks ago um a couple of weeks ago I brought Jay Adams uh, onto LinkedIn as a guest and he's of course the founder and CEO of Makesbridge and uh, you know we talked about uh, marketing or automation and the importance of of this particular tactic in a business strategy Uh, and we had uh, I think you'll remember we actually had a download on uh, on our web uh, our website and we had so many downloads and then that generated a lot of emails and a lot of questions I was talking to Jay about you know some of the questions that came up and he had this brilliant idea and I'm gonna I usually sort of take it on that it was my idea but no it was Jay Adams idea Jay's idea um to to do what they what he calls a playbook series and uh, rather than me blabble on and sort of uh, sort of explain what that is, Jay um I know you you're on you're on with me here um tell us more about the uh, the playbook series that you that you came up with I think it's a brilliant idea <laughs> thank you and uh Glad to be back and uh, talking about this this topic. Um, really, the inspiration for the playbook idea is this, is that a lot of the companies that are out there, and we're talking about 85% plus that are using marketing automation when polled, we're saying that they're really underutilizing the platform. So the question is, is why is that? And it's not necessarily for lack of capabilities and features on the platform. It's a combination of really the lack of preparedness by the end user or say the business and knowing like what exactly they want to accomplish on the tool. So really what that does is it goes beyond just the hype and the promise of what the platform is supposed to provide. But again, just being more specific about what you want. So when we talk about it being the fourth quarter and what's going to happen in January, 
you know, the, the people that are listening need to be thinking about, you know, do I want to have a full pipeline of meetings lined up for me when I get back to the office on January 4th? Um, so again, we're talking about in, in terms of like the concept of a playbook, it, it's just that it's what do we want at the end of the day? We want more meetings again on January 4th, and then we're going to work it back from there. And that is not only a question for, you know, what features you're going to need to have in a platform, but it's also like, what are the tactics that you're going to lay out, you know, on the platform? And the playbook is really what is going to spell that out for the, for the business. So, so one of the things that I do I go to a lot of events and a, a lot of networking events, et cetera, and, you know, CEOs and um, chief revenue officers come up to me and they say, hey, hey, Carl, how can I improve my business? How can I increase my business? And um, then I go, well, really, it's all about sales. If you can get more sales, then you'll, you'll have more capital input. And so you really need to get more sales. And they say, yeah, but, but I, the thing is, I can't employ any more salespeople. So right. I went back and, and I sort of looked at a statistic and it, it sort of shows that, that 65% of businesses say that, that their sales rep only spend 35% of their time on actually selling. So if you think about that, you know, if you can actually um, increase the amount of time um, that they're actually selling, you know, maybe up to like 50% or so, that's a 45% increase in productivity. So therefore, yeah. they can use what they've already got, but just increase. But how do they do that? How, how can they How can they make more? Because right. there's only so many hours in a day. So I take it that that's something that, that you've, you've been thinking about and, yeah. and, and, and come across in the past. Yeah. So, you know, the, the answer is simple. You, you attack where the inefficiency is. You know, where, where are the reps spending that other 65% of the time? And, you know, it's just coincidental that just just a few hours ago, I was having a conversation with a sales rep, uh, you know, and he's in traditional industry. He's selling to very large manufacturers. You know, they're a custom you know, engineering firm. And he was telling me his pain point and his inefficiency and probably where 65 percent of his time is spent. He's trying to track down you know, different uh, engineers at these manufacturing firms to find out like what projects and design projects, if you will, they're going to be having over the next 12 months. So he has to spend a lot of time just tracking all that down. So right there, light bulbs go off. We say, well, we've got a playbook for you. And, you know, again, so we're going to migrate that, you know, 65% and try to whittle it down to say 50%. And again, so half of his time would be spent selling. So, 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 sorry to interrupt you there, but let, let's let's just take that piece there. So, what is it, what is it that's taking up all his other time? I mean, what's taking up the other thirty percent of his time? It's really the research and the outreach. So, finding out who the individuals are that are in charge of projects. You know, that's one thing. Uh, and then the second thing is getting them on the phone, right? And then you know, doing the getting the meeting set up to actually talk about the projects, which I guess you could argue is, is, uh, 
you know, uh, selling it itself if, if they're having the conversation. But really, Carl, the simple answer is the research and the outreach is the most expensive, risky part of what he does. Well, I think I think one of the things that that we've all found, you know, because you know we've all been in a sales role in some, we're all salespeople. If you, if you strip away everybody, you know, even a CEO is a salesperson because he's having to to sell to his investors and his board, etc., these ideas. But if you if you look at traditional sales. Um, it's got harder and harder to actually get through those gatekeepers because you've got gatekeepers through technology, through voicemail, and you've got technology you know, that that um, that has the, the the email blockers, etc., yeah. and things like that. So, so really, you've got to find smart and very, um, you know, as you say, um, laser focused ways of actually identifying people that are interested or start to identify groups of people that you can start to educate about what your products are. So I suppose you're right. That is a lot of time-consuming effort. Um, and really, I'd, I'd rather be just on the phone saying, hey, um, I want to close this piece of business, <laughs> rather than doing all that bit up front. Yeah, it, exactly. And it, it, you know, that's the dream and wish of every single every single salesperson out there, right? It's like your your role of that can only take you so far, right? You still have, uh, you know, what have you done for me lately? Yep. So, you know, if we dig into this specific playbook, you know, for this problem, and this applies not only for you know a traditional you know manufacturing sales rep, it really applies to every business that is just looking to expand, as you put it without really, you know, adding on sales bodies or, you know, adding a lot of capital expense. So it's very simple. You know, what we're doing is we, the, the, the playbook is we're going to reach out to all the different, um, uh, you know, uh, target uh, titles, uh, people uh, using LinkedIn, and we're going to make connections with them. And we're not going to try to sell them anything. What you're doing is you're just sending out a simple message, you know, in the case of a design, you know, project, you know, I think you can, you can warmly introduce yourself uh, in the company just with a simple question if they're working on any, you know, design projects coming over the next 18 months that you can get involved with. You know, nothing like they're trying to sell anything. You come off as more like research. And again, that softer approach is going to get you more connections and it's going to build, um, Start to build a relationship where you can continue to out to reach out to them without offending them, and that's the key thing because we all know, you know, we all get spam, uh, we all get these LinkedIn connections, and if people are trying to sell to us right away, we don't like it, right? So again, getting back to the point of the playbook is that on LinkedIn we use Sales Navigator. We advise people to use Sales Navigator. You do your different searches and then you build um, start to build your connections through that approach I just mentioned now the thing is is not everyone's going to be a now buyer not everyone's going to want to take that meeting to talk about their design plans so the question is as well do you what do you do um, and by the way that's probably like what 95% of the people 98% won't be now buyers so the question is how what are you going to do about those people the 98% plus. That's the other part of the playbook where what you're doing is you're just adding them into a touch stream on a platform like Makesbridge. And it's just a very simple 
you know, checking kind of email, just want to let you know or remind you that we're still here or I'm, uh, you know, I'm available to serve as a resource for you to talk about your design projects and how we can help out. So you see how, you know, we've got almost like a fork that's happening here. You know, you do the LinkedIn outreach, you make the connections, uh, you're going to get meetings um, around design projects. Uh, and then again, you've got a, a flank, if you will, the other prong on the fork, which is the people who are not now buyers. You're just going to persist with an introduction, nothing too pushy. So you're going to be on top of mind. So really what it should immediately be coming to mind to sales leadership out there and to CEOs is if you guys recall Harvey McKay, People may not. Perhaps I'm dating myself. But Harvey McKay, you know, his secrets of success was to be number two on as many people lists as you possibly can. So when I'm talking about the outreach, that 98%, that's really like a Harvey McKay, you know, sales model where you're just making sure you're persistent and you're top of mind. So if and when the need arises for your product, they're going to be thinking about you. Well, I think I think that's that's very important, and I mean, you, yeah, you're right. I mean, we, you've got to you've got to be realistic, and and when you go into these types of um, you know campaigns, it's not going to happen overnight. But we all know that if you are persistent in the right way, and I think I think planning is is a key to this as well, isn't it? Because you know, if you if you put the work up front into this, in terms of okay, what are my messages? What are what is my drip? Uh, sort of strategy and what uh, what do I do when somebody actually says hey I want to to you know connect and, and and find out more then then when you do that work up front then you'll reap the benefits in in, in the long run and so you don't have to you know keep worrying about it because it's on an automated sort of uh, process is that what I'm hearing yeah, exactly. And it's not only doing the planning and having everything up front, um, but it's also the measurement too. So if you have, if you have, look at it like a science project. If you've got all your ducks in a row uh, and you begin the messages and they're all sending out and you're obviously seeing that there are uh, some non-performing uh, messages or, you know, parts of the program that aren't functioning up, up to par, all you got to do is just pause them iterate and then resume. So again, it really, the playbooks really lend themselves to, to measurement and cycles and iterations. Um, but again, the key is, as you pointed out, the, the planning uh, and, and consistency. So I'm going to quickly add, actually, um, one of the tactics that we found work great, because I'm talking about the follow-up messages to the LinkedIn folks, uh-huh. is you've got five different messages that you want to send out. So hopefully this is helpful to people. The first is you want to do an event invitation. So if you have an event, whether it's a web seminar or whatever that is, just start with a casual invite. The next thing we like to do, if you have a company on LinkedIn that has a group or if you're part of a group, we send out that email to them as well. Right? So again, what we're doing is we're just building a little bit of rapport. The next thing would be a free ebook. So, you know, most companies have an ebook or some resource that they can offer. And again, we're lending a helping hand. The other thing that we like to do is offer to have people be a podcast guest. So, you know, we have this series going on with playbooks and we want to allow the audience to hear from, you know, colleagues of theirs, 
you know, about the problems that they're having and how they're solving those problems. So podcasts are fantastic. And then the other thing too, you know, if you have the availability, which almost feels like a case study, but it, it isn't, is you could uh, ha- offer to have an article uh, that is featuring them. So again, to wrap it up, it's like if we've got five different emails that are going out that I just described, you know, what are we doing? I mean, we are, we're building a conversation. We're building rapport. We're building, um, uh, again, across the topics that have got nothing to do with anything me selling you a product, okay, in you're, relationships. But you're also, you know, yeah, but you're also associating yourself as a subject matter expert. So yes. I think that, that's that's key to that as well. Yeah, and that's you know, exactly. So there was an article I read uh, recently about, uh, I think it was a director of marketing at Shopify, and she was talking about the tactics that work to sell her a product. And it was exactly what we just laid out. It's it's the guy that is persisting and following up, uh, a subject matter expert for her, and they eventually won the business. And who who among us would not love to do business and be a vendor of Shopify, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. She gave us her playbook. <laughs> so so uh, in terms of, you talked about groups because I I love groups and I I have a group that's got. You know, it's not very many. It's six thousand people within it, and it's all radio people because it's all my friends in the radio business, etc. And we all talk about relevant things and 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 ex- exchange, you know, um, conversations. But I'm also members of a of a group that um, I don't own as such, but I am a member of it. Uh, how how do we how do we interface with those people? Do we write posts within that that group to to really engage them? You, 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 I suppose we can't really get their email addresses, can we? Well, no, no, not currently. I mean, there there are some scraping technologies that would allow you to do that. Uh, those tend to come and go. Um, but you know, as far as the group posts, that does get down to your principle of you know rep, repetition is reputation. Um, so there like you're it. just, I like it. <laughs> you remembered, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're just, you're taking the time to, to blog into those groups, um, and build awareness for your personal brand that way. And that's something that a lot of people who are listening right now probably already know about. Um, but when we're talking about the group invitation email, again, this is something where you're serving as a resource. So you, you know, if you've got your group of professional colleagues that you think, you know, with, with all confidence is, is enriching and, and adding value to your professional life. You know, again, you're just sharing that, you know, Hey, you know, I've joined this uh, group and I'm finding them for a lot of good, good articles in there of meaning and uh, would encourage you to join this. It, it's just a positive touch, right? Like shaking somebody's hand, right? I mean, or buying them a cocktail. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it goes back to something we used to say, uh, you know, quite a few years ago, where we used to have this analogy where we say, "Look, you, you go, you go to a party, and if you, you're the first one in the room, and then people are starting to congregate, you don't know anybody, uh, and if you start to have that relevant." conversation you start off you start talking about something of interest to them then they'll start to want to know more and then that conversation grows and then you know and if but if you go in and and say hey i'm a i'm a manchester city fan and by the way it's a manchester united convention um then you're not going to get very far (laughs) sort of thing because so you've got to get to know them you've got to get them to get to know you for them to build that trust factor 
and then they'll start to open up. Yeah, uh, and 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 we we start we we heard this a couple of um, couple of weeks ago with a uh, with with a call that I was I was on I was invited on, and the the, the person was saying, look, let's you know I don't know anything about you, but tell me more. And they started to tell, and they said, well. Maybe I've got a small project here. Once he started to get to know you, so then it was like, okay, I'm going to give you a a little bit of a bread crumb, and then you know it might lead to the loaf. I don't know. Well, it, <laughs> the the loaf. It's the all loaf. about the bread. It's all about the bread. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, and again, that gets down to the 35 percent of you know where people are, you know, where salespeople spend their time. Because again, like in your in your analogy of the party, I mean. You want to allow salespeople to do what they're wicked good at, right? What are they really good at? They're good at talking, right? They're good at positioning. These are people with empathy, right? And they're typically authentic. So that, you know, again, like that's what it is. is You don't want them, you know, having to spend their time with their nose in a computer uh, or again, like doing research or doing work, frankly, that either a software system or some, you know, $3 or $4 an hour third party can do for them, right? Yeah. S- successful salespeople are successful because they, they have the gift of gas. Again, they, they're authentic and they have empathy. So um, one of the things that I think, you know, I really like about the playbook series is that, you know, you know, people can. Um, we're going to have something, aren't we? That we can again. We'll do like we did the last time. We'll we'll put a, an article up here on on Business Class News, and then they'll be able to download the uh, the, the 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 playbook. And this is this particular one, as we talked about, is about how to get how to make your um, sales you know life more efficient. I mean, I think that's the yeah. main thing. Um, and so we're, we're going to put that up on the website, aren't we? And uh, people are going to be able to download it. And you know, you're always available to chat if somebody wants to ask more questions, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. To to walk people through the playbook, and again, I think more importantly, just listen to what what specific pains they want to 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 cure to resolve. Uh, and then just find a playbook that matches up with that need. And I will make, I just want to mention real quick about the playbook we'll post. You know, what it is, is just a walkthrough of what a LinkedIn outreach process looks like. Um, so we described about safe searches and outreach. And then what do you do with the people, you know, again, when they're, if they're either A, ready to meet or B, you know, if they're not ready, what do you do then? Well, that, I mean, that's, that's that's again valuable. I mean, I think all these playbooks, and and we're not going to say in advance what these playbooks are going to be because we want to keep you all on, you know, uh, wondering because you know each each time we do a playbook series, it'll be on a different topic. And uh, I tell you, it's it the, the, we I know what the list is because you know, hey, I'm 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 friends with Jay, and Jay tells me, but uh, we've got some really really great uh, topics that we're going to be bringing up, and so. Uh, um, as always, Jay, you know, of course, Makesbridge is the platform that you have founded and you're the CEO of. And, of course, that, that links into a lot of these playbooks. And um, we'll put a link on the website about how they can learn more about Makesbridge as well. Uh, but more importantly, you know, download that playbook. I'll put out the link. You, you know where to find this. It's at the bottom of this podcast here. Um, and it'll go through to that article. And then if you have questions, you know, just email me 
and I'll put Jay's information on there as well. And um, let's let's ha- let's start a dialogue. Let's see how we can we can make more time for your sales folks and um, put that playbook into action. So Jay, again, thank you so much for your time today. Um, it's been again, it's a it's a nugget of uh, of genius, I would say, uh, but uh, it's something that really is common sense, but we're putting it into a playbook so that uh, they, people, our viewers and listeners, can actually uh, learn more. So thank you for doing that. Uh, you're welcome, uh, definitely. And thanks a lot for uh, letting us uh, get this playbook series going. Well, as I say, the the, uh, the next one we'll announce on our social media and all our channels as well. And uh, so keep tuned to Linked AM on Business Class News. And um, don't forget, it's uh, race to the start line, as they say. It's the, that new year is coming along. So thanks a lot, and we'll join you next time. Tell your story on Linked Live and get noticed. You're listening to Carl Wolfenden on the Business Class Show and is not always affiliated with the guests and the topics discussed. Any financial statements are the opinions of the individual, and you should seek professional advice before making any decisions. Upgrade your listening to Business Class, the show that puts you in the big leather comfy seats. So sit back and enjoy our take on the trending business issues of the week. 